Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Helpful animal shows. They should bring helpful animal shows back, shouldn't they? Oh, God, yeah. What would be the best helpful animal? I feel like an octopus. An octopus got a lot of hands brilliant. to help you do stuff. That's yeah. brilliant. You know? And again, much like Airwolf, it would be useful in a very specific set of uh, disasters. Yes. You know, I would say bushfires. I wouldn't be waiting on an octopus to come and save the day. <laughs> no. But if someone's drowning, get that octopus yeah. over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we need to disarm this bomb. We need to press these eight buttons at once. Who can help us? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out whether they're really worthy of the hype. They're likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name's Will, and usually I'm joined by my co-host Hugh, but we're flying Hughless today, which is very sad. However, I found a replacement that is more more handsome, more charming, funnier, a hundred percent more of a writer, comedian, and wedding celebrant than Hugh is. It's Connor McReynolds. Hi, Connor. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I, it's so nice to have you. I, I didn't mean to make it immediately competitive with Hugh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only competitive if it's close, but the way you described it, I mean... It's not close. We're playing yet. different sports here. Yeah, it's sort of like Hugh going for a walk whilst Lance Armstrong <laughs> cycles with him, you know? <laughs> Bad example of, like, an elite sportsman... Uh, well, I mean, he, he certainly was elite, but he was disgraced, I think it's fair to yeah, say. Yeah, but you, you're on a lot of performance-enhancing drugs for this podcast. <laughs> so, Connie, I, I, we, we haven't actually seen each other since I think we Zoom called each other in lockdown, which was a long God, time ago. Yeah, yeah. How have you been since 2020? It's now 2023, I suppose. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, ups and downs. I mean, yeah. how, how does one sum up the last three years? 
grand, really. Yeah, it's not grand. a very good question. We're not good interviews. Hugh usually does it's, the good It's questions. a lovely open-ended question. I could have taken it anywhere, and I decided to go down the very generic, ah, you know, answer, yeah. which isn't conversational gold. Really. No, but it is, it's an open-ended answer to an open-ended <laughs> question, isn't it? I will answer any more specific question you may have. Okay, I, I can give you a more specific question. What's it like living by the sea? Oh, what isn't it like? It's a lot like, you know, you know, rivers. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they like lakes, but faster and smaller? It's kind of like living by a river, but, but much bigger. Okay. Uh, so it's like living by a huge river. So is it is it in any way living like 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 living near a puddle? I can see the comparison. Yeah, mm. like like a puddle that reaches France. Oh wow! <laughs> Hold on, wait, Liverpool. I'm in Liverpool. The sea isn't by France. It's by Ireland, isn't it? I should know that, really. Yeah, being both from Ireland and and living and living in Liverpool, in Liverpool. I, I should have a base level of knowledge that I just apparently don't have. Um, that's disappointing. That is sad. It's quite sad. You've done poorly on both counts there. Yeah, you're not yeah, in Dover. Have you yeah. ever even lived in like Dover? Because that's you'd be close no, to France. Then. I, no, I, th- I think I, w- I went. Uh, I, I sort of went to France via Dover one time, and it was when fantastic. My wife and I uh, got like a we got a, a coach from London to Paris. Yeah. And it was it was like eight pounds each. And so we were kind of like, let's see. But there were no details. And so we were like, are we going on a boat? Do we drive through the tunnel? What <laughs> happens? And it was very exciting right up to the point where we got on the boat. And we were like, oh, okay, it's the boat thing. And, you know, it's sort of <laughs> excitement might be a strong word, but it was nice to have that question answered. But yes, that was my Dover experience. <laughs> what are you doing in Paris? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, we we just went for a little jaunt, and actually, our our lovely mutual friend, actor and baby daddy Sean Matthews, uh, was yeah. working or studying over there at the time. So uh, he took us out to a place where he spoke French and ordered dinner for us, and it was wonderful. So Sean, it, it's maybe it's a controversial issue, but Sean is my um my old podcast partner. Before this podcast, I had a podcast that Connor you you were a guest on several times. I was, yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, not controversial to say it was a, it was a wonderful, lovely podcast as well. Yeah. And I mean, it was no dinner party. If your listeners want to go back and and listen to a back catalogue of of our collective content, they could go back and listen to the dinner party uh, which I hosted during lockdown, or they could go back and listen to the last ten minutes, or you could just, if you haven't listened to any uh, all the episodes of Legitimate Likes, start with that. And then once once you've exhausted that and re-listened to your favorite episodes, then go back. But by then, there will probably be more episodes of legitimate likes as well. Yeah. So it's a kind of never-ending. And cycle, I may I have moved on as well to a new podcast. <laughs> you don't know, as you apparently have a habit of doing. Yeah, yeah, just just strolling through town, breaking podcasters' hearts, moving on to the next one. <laughs> Speaking of breaking podcasters' hearts, uh, I'd like to welcome our producers, Anya and Michael, who I think didn't know that I used to have a podcast before this podcast. No, we did. I, I, I listened. That was the first time I ever heard your voice was when Hugh was on the last 10 minutes oh. and he was like, I've just been on this guy Will's podcast. <laughs> and it was uh, an hour about The Shining and Hugh's Brack 
baking. Oh yeah, so not much has changed actually. It's the same <laughs> content as this podcast. Yeah. No, yeah. in fact, this entire exercise has been yeah completely fruitless. I mean, well, I'd appreciate it if you didn't bring up your ex. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, like we all have a history, but you know, like it, it so, was totally different. Yeah, it was much better. This is a very modern conversation to have now. Like, how many podcasts have you had in the past? <laughs> How many? Too many podcasts. <laughs> Can you have two podcasts at once? Podiamory, is that? Podiamory, yeah. Hey. Imagine you did leave us for another podcast. That would genuinely shake me to yeah. the core. That would be great online content, though. It would be great, like uh, internet gossip, wouldn't it? If there was like a podcast transfer window, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, it really would. <laughs> Choosing the podcast that you know, who would you transfer across to see what could happen? I think I'd take um, Fox News host uh, Sean Hannity over to ours. He's, he's pretty... He's a free agent. Yeah, he It'd be a smart signing. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, what yeah, do you yeah, think he'd yeah. bring, Michael? Um, I think he'd bring opinions, <laughs> at the very least. Um, I think he'd move us... I think it's fair to say further to the right. This <laughs> is where we'd go. Um, I think he'd really shake things up, you know? I think you'd want to watch yourself around the legitimate likes office, you know? Um, I wouldn't get caught at the water cooler with them, you know, but, uh, you love yeah. getting caught at the water cooler with them. Yeah. yeah it's true. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe a bit of manufactured drama because, you know, I don't know if any of you listen to call her daddy, which is one of the U.S.'s biggest podcasts, but they had a very, uh, public, like a massively publicized split. Uh, and I know this happened on oh, a few really? podcasts. Yeah. Where, and that was a massive, that's a huge deal. Oh, maybe we need to manufacture a bit of uh, like Hugh's not here this week. Yeah, yeah. We need to iron out a few things with him, and he'll be back as soon as we've fleshed that yeah. out. So thank you for your patience. We were recording this only a week after Hugh Edwards was taken off BBC <laughs> News. It's been a week yeah. of potentially disgraced Hughes. I don't want to say anything <laughs> litigious at this point. I know that Hugh yeah. is more than capable of. Uh, representing himself in a courtroom so i don't want to say anything that gets me in bother but isn't it interesting yeah. that hugh's not here yeah it is yeah <laughs> it's it's also interesting that hugh grant is now the most upstanding of the hughes actually that's a that's comeback a real... story good for him I, it is isn't it yeah a cinderella story <laughs> for him i love in that way cinderella when she's caught with a sex worker it's a great the mugshots of cinderella <laughs> that was a ridiculous storm in a teacup, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A true Among Us hasn't been. Yeah. Yeah, but there, but for the yeah. grace of God, you know? Yeah. Wait till they see what our hue is doing. It blows that out of the water. Yeah, our hue is, uh, let's just say he's on a holiday. Yeah, he's, he's, he's taking some time. He's taking you know? some time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to reflect and then we'll, you know, we'll see. But we don't want anyone to worry. Yeah, we, yeah. this could be the soft launch of the new co-host, Connor. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> and there we have our manufactured drama. <laughs> but it does raise an interesting question. Who owns the podcast? Do you know what I mean? Michael, I mean, yeah. is it oh, like, it's me. Is it like religion? Like, wherefore <laughs> two or more are gathered in his name? There, there is legitimate. I mean, like, you know, what? I will never what's... truly have left this school until none here are loyal to me. That kind of vibe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's the? What's the? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very clear about who, who owns. I mean, this. I feel like Michael set up the Acast account. This yeah. is just—it's going to take a little adjustment for me because I always assumed I owned the rights to it. But <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, this is the. 
So when when I asked people to contribute to the uh, 100th episode, I did say that they would become they stakeholders. Would shares. Stakeholder. And I, I didn't really understand yeah. uh, what a controlling shareholder meant. I just said it because it <laughs> sounded cool. Will, it would be so believable that you, or to be fair, that I would accidentally <laughs> do some terrible, like we'd, I'd sign us up to like a 36-year contract in a gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like how you tried to soften yeah, the blow yeah. by saying you'd do it too, which just made me feel worse, actually. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but I know that you and I don't have the focus for small. Pitch. I I don't I don't think that's unfair, but I wish it was. You know. Yeah, don't you can lie to yourself, but don't. Lie to me. So will we will we. Uh... Yeah, speaking of manufactured drama, I guess right. Oh, yeah, lovely. Oh, so, very good. This is why he that owns was it. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt so it. before uh, before the age of gritty Nordic noir and true crime, there was a simpler, cozier take on mass murder on, on, our, <laughs> our, on our screens. And today we're looking at the nostalgic crime series Murder She Wrote. Uh, the show ran for twelve seasons and was both a ratings and a critics' darling, and received numerous. I was too lazy to write down exactly how many Emmy and Golden Globe <laughs> nominations and wins. But today we're going to decide. Is it a legitimate like? Uh, so to kick off, we'll start with our legitimate likes three question quiz. Michael, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So obviously the central character uh, in, in Murder, She Wrote is author and amateur sleuth uh, Jessica Fletcher. And Jessica Fletcher, I think, as a, again, fictitious author, uh, published over 40 books, many of which are mentioned in the series. So I'm going to give you three book titles, two of which are real, and one of which I've made up. And um, so you've got to work out which one have I have I made up. Which of these, these are, are her books in the These series. are Jessica Fletcher's books, okay. as as mentioned in the show. So book number one. The mystery of the mutilated minion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Book number two, The Tragedy of the Tiresome Triplets. <laughs> and then book number three, Dirge for a Dead Dash Hund. <laughs> And I will remind you that I have only made one of these. <laughs> so, Connor, you, you're our resident Murder, She Wrote expert. Uh, I think that's a fair way of categorizing you. Mm. Uh, do you have any inkling of what this could be? Is it always alliterative? No. Um, her, her most famous uh, book in, it, in the series is called The Corpse Dances at Midnight or something. Mm. Um, so it sort of sounds like a kind of Mills and Boone with corpses kind of feel. <laughs> None of these sound particularly Mills and Booney. Um, no, Anya, you you know Michael best. Is there anything like has he mutilated one of his minions before, or does he have? <laughs> I think he would find triplets inherently quite funny, and I think he would find Dashons funny, and he uses the word dirge a lot. Ooh. So mm. I I think it's. The, the third one that he's made up. You think I made up Dirge for a Dead Dash Hunt? Yes, it's I definitely do. the worst sounding title. Yeah, like it doesn't sound very exciting. Does no. It? I, I, yeah. It like the corpse, really. the corpse dances at midnight. Like I'm there. Yeah, front row. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I can see Michael coming up with the tragedy of the tiresome triplets. Tiresome triplets is a nice. That's a nice description of some triplets. Tiresome, mm -hmm. but. I feel like bringing the word tire. I have not used the word tiresome maybe ever. <laughs> so I, I pulling like that 
out of the air. If it's a real book, um, it's not doing itself any favors. I work in publishing a little bit as well, and I can't imagine releasing a book called, oh, this character is tiresome. It's not (laughs) going to get people to buy your book. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Unless the triplets die at the start. Yeah. If it's the tragedy of the tiresome triplets and they're like you're a page in, you're like, these guys are, they are tiresome. And there are so the tagline would be, don't worry, the tiresome characters die early. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could see me buying that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and is there a big market for uh, books about dead dogs? There's the curious incident of the dog in the night time. Marley and me. Uh, Yeah. I guess so. Marley and me. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I was like. It's a whole (laughs) subgenre. Well, guys, will I. But I, no, I, Connor, you're the guest. You're the co-host. You're the Hugh replacement because of what he did. Yeah. Because of the unpleasantness. I think you get to decide. Was it the mystery of the mutilated minion, the tragedy of the tires and triplets, the dirge <laughs> of a dead dash and, or the unpleasantness of Hugh? Which was the made up one? Which did Michael make up? I am going to say that the dash hunt is made up. No, I'm not. I'm going to say the triplets was made up. Whoa. <gasps> Whoa. Wow, you did the old switcheroo at the last minute. What and a you know twist. what? It's paid oh, off. It's paid off. Yes. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You made so up the triplets. I did. I made up the tragedy of the tiresome triplets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but both the mystery of the mutilated, mutilated minion and dirge for a dead dash hunt are, are real Jessica Fletcher books. Yeah, I feel um, like if you look back at it, yeah. Michael probably wouldn't. He wants to maintain a clean image. That's why he's anonymous. No one knows his surname. I don't even know his surname. Mm. But he wouldn't use the word mutilated and he wouldn't talk about a dead dog. No. Yes, no, it's he true. Would. It's true. He wouldn't talk about it. He'd just go out each night, sneak out and do the killings. But he never talks about it. Okay. Our second question is what is Cabot Cove syndrome? Oh, I mean, it must be to do with the extraordinarily high death rate in <laughs> Cabot Cove where Jessica Fletcher comes from. Yeah, don't don't they have more murders like per capita than Honduras? They do, yeah. So <laughs> if you live in Cabot Cove, you have about a 1 in 59 chance that you'll be a murder victim. <laughs> um, which for, for context, um, you have about a 1 in 300 chance of having your car stolen. Yeah. If you're pregnant, you have about a 1 in 250 chance of having twins. Uh, you have about a 1 in 220 chance of being audited. Uh, a 1 in 100 chance of being ambidextrous. About a 1 in 101 chance of dying in a car accident. Uh, finding a double yoked egg, you have about a 1 in 1,000 chance. Whoa. But in Cabot Cove, wow. you have a 1 in 59 chance that you will be murdered. <laughs> so I assume... It's this. That is amazing. And, and I know that this isn't how probability works or anything, but because I've had a double yoked egg, I'd be like, fuck, my car's going to get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> so you're very close, Connor. Basically, it describes uh, where in TV when bodies appear in frequent or remote places to manufacture drama. Excellent. So very close. So I, I would say pretty much bang on. So uh, I mean, mid- midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. Has a touch of the of Cabot Cove yeah, syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Michael, our third our third question. There were two hundred sixty four episodes of Murder She Wrote, uh, which means that there were many uh, many actors appeared in supporting roles. 
uh, actors who later became extremely famous in their own right. Uh, so, for example, um, Courtney Cox, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, all of these people appeared in, in, in roles in, uh, in the show. So I'm going to give you uh, three actors and the title of the episode that they appeared in. Um, two, again, are real. And one I've 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 made Excellent. up. Well, I haven't made Excellent. up. I mean, they're all real actors. You know. Sure, you know what I, I know what you're saying. You haven't made you up Richard Gere. I think is obvious here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Brian Cranston appeared in a tennis-themed episode entitled "Menace Anyone," which I think <laughs> is a play on tennis. Anyone? <laughs> I think that's what they were going for there. Um, um, Menace anyone. <laughs> That's like something George? I'd George? write. That's so bad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, George Clooney uh, played uh, one half of a couple who are the, the, the children of rival stand-up comics. Um, and the uh, uh, um, episode is called No Laughing Murder, <laughs> which <laughs> is clunky. Um, and then Nicole Kidman played a troubled performance artist in an episode called Till Death Do Us Art. <laughs> so, was it Brian Cranston in Menace Anyone, George Clooney in Lo- No Laughing Murder, or Nicole Kidman in Till Death Do Us Art? So I, I know this one, so I'll let you, you guys do. take... I do. So I'll let you guys take this. Okay, impressive knowledge. Okay, Connor, were they all puns? Were the titles all puns? No, no, not always. Um, but they were all clunky. They Oh my God, there were some truly amazing episode names i actually made a little list of some of my favorites uh if now okay. would seem like an appropriate time yeah yes. feel free Deploy. to do now feel free to pepper them throughout whatever you want yeah maybe maybe you know we'll say here's another fun episode title so i'll start Great. with tough guys don't die <laughs> which is <laughs> amazing that's more like a bond it really does yeah, yeah it yes. sounds like if jason statham mm. got cast as bond it'd be called tough guys <laughs> don't die yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the best episodes actually ever was called Murder Takes the Bus, <laughs> which is a wonderfully <laughs> bad title That's for amazing. what was a genuinely yeah. good episode. Um, <laughs> they were having yeah. fun with those titles. Oh, That's yeah. amazing. I mean, sometimes yeah. they were very clever. Sometimes they were good puns. Sometimes an episode would just be called An Egg to Die For. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they weren't all winners. <laughs> and they'd crack open the egg and there'd be a double yolk and they'd be like, I'm going to die. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I have to say huge credit to you, Michael. That was uh, the one you made up is very convincing. I like okay, it. Okay, Anya, you and I have to work this out and we're the stupidest I, two. I think Brian Cranston was in it, but I, I don't know about Nicole Kidman, but I don't think George Clooney was in Murder, She Wrote. Oh. The timeline doesn't make sense to me. Because of Eeyore, would he not have been busy doing Eeyore? And Michael did his little pretend face genuine, when he was listening to the fact. He was like, "I just thought you." I, he was like, "Oh, too." Sorry, okay, I genuinely thought you because you said Eeyore. I thought you meant Eeyore oh. from Winnie the Pooh, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't, was that I, I didn't say role oh, that Clooney did, Eeyore." But you mean Eeyore? <laughs> Imagine how charming Eeyore would have been if George yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> In a smoking jacket, just mixing a cocktail. And you're that good looking, you couldn't realistically play depressed. Though. No. <laughs> no, nobody would be buying no, it. No. God, that was, I really was no. like, for, for a, like a second and a half, I was like, I didn't know he was Eeyore. Which one, which version of Winnie the Pooh was he? How, do you, how, do you, how would you 
you say ER? Oh, I would say it like ER. a boring English person say ER. ER. What do we say? ER. I'm just trying to picture like okay. what that Cohen Brothers version of Winnie the Pooh, what the cast would look like. <laughs> Brad Pitt as Piglet. Always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eating. Yeah. He could wear a little pi- a little pink, you know, a little pair of pink swimming togs like Yes. Oh, he'd look good. Okay. Uh, no, I know Michael was lying because he did. He pretended to have to kind of quietly and smugly reflect on uh, the fact that they were the kids of the two different com- comedians. Okay, okay. So okay. I think you're. I think you're lying about that one. I think that's the one you made up. Connor, do you wanna do you wanna give them the answer? I do. Um, I I can confirm that Brian Cranston features wearing a very short pair of shorts in Menace Anyone. So short. <laughs> I can also confirm that a young George Clooney did feature in Murder <sighs> She Wrote. So, <laughs> yeah. so Michael's yeah, yeah, yeah. pun was the yeah. best pun. It was the best pun. Yeah. 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 I, I could I could definitely work as an episode titler okay, Michael, <laughs> for a nineteen eighties um, show. A guy is murdered in a church. What's the episode called? Um I'll be back, like, because he's stabbed in the back, but I'll is AI, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of thing, right? Okay. You um, know, I'll, yeah. There's a, yeah. a murder at an airport. Yeah. Flight risk, obviously. Fantastic. Next one. Okay, great. Yeah. There was actually, uh, in my list of great episode names, there was an uh, airport slash airplane themed one called The Corpse Flew First Class. <laughs> well, I say they had so much fun coming up with them. It's not so much a pun. It's just yeah, it's yeah, it's just a, 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 a slightly you know what like a glib fact. It's like what are you being glib about? That's yeah, like you're punning it's anything. just it's, it's just a gaudy sentence. Is all it is. Yeah. Like... Sometimes the writer was saying to themselves, "Okay, so here's the central question of the episode." But rather than trying to refine it, that just became the episode name, like the famous <laughs> yeah. episode. Who threw the barbitals and Mrs. Fletcher's chider? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good episode. Jessica accidentally drugs all of her cousins who come to dinner. And she has to figure out who threw the barbitals and the chowder. It's a very nail on the head episode title. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So... I mean, you obviously know your stuff, Connor. Yeah. But could you tell us a bit about how, I mean, when we ask people what they want to do or what they're interested in doing, people usually agonize for a long time. But you were very clear that this yeah. is what you wanted to do. Is there any particular I'll give it reason? to you straight. Um, <laughs> I would have chosen Batman. Yeah. And then yeah. I probably would have chosen Muppets. But they've both been done very recently. <laughs> Um, yes. And so I thought, well, what's the only other thing my personality has? And it's murder, she wrote. <laughs> and so I don't know if you can see my gorgeous neon cushion in the background with Jessica Fletcher on it that oh says Yas yes. Queen on it. Um, <laughs> this this print on my wall as well. Uh, I will take a photo and send it over to you for social media. Please it's do. a very stylish print of all of Jessica's wonderful outfits in the show. Because she oh, is a fashion amazing. icon, oh. and there are some great fashion oh, blogs so, yeah. about murder she wrote. Um, I I've always just loved uh, kind of cozy crime as a genre and like mystery 
as a kid, I really liked shows like Quincy and Columbo and Diagnosis Murder. And, mm. and yeah, Murder, She Wrote is, is just kind of as good as those shows get. It's, um, yeah. it's really interesting because, in a sense, it's quite formulaic. You know, like 11 minutes into every 48-minute yeah. episode, you have your murder. For the first 11 minutes, you get all your suspects lined up. And, and, you know, so there are always these kind of beats that they hit, like a 38-minute mark, Jessica figures that out. It's always something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but even though it is quite formulaic, it's still quite tricky to solve them. Um, <laughs> so, like, the, the originality and the kind of intelligence of the show is actually genuinely very good. And it's, it's always entertaining, sometimes for the wrong reasons, uh, <laughs> but mostly... They're just good, old-fashioned, fun episodes to watch. And cool. she's just brilliant. She's so good in the yeah. part. Like, she's genuinely really good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's probably a good place to start, isn't it? Angela Lansbury, she's pretty amazing. Like she had a, what, 50, 60 year career? Yeah. And she looked the same for like 95% of it, really. She yeah, only started yeah, to yeah. age at around 90 years old. <laughs> but up to then, yeah, she looked yeah, yeah. the same as what she did when she was kind of 30. And are you a fan of, of other uh, Angela Lansbury roles? I mean, I, I grew up very much enjoying Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Uh, yes. Oh, that's wonderful. what I yeah. know her from. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, she, yeah. She, I mean, she was also a very... Um, well-respected uh, kind of Broadway and West End actor. Mm. She very famously played Mrs. Lovett in Sweeney Todd. Um, mm. She won Tony Awards for that role and everything. And actually, the guy who played uh, Sweeney Todd alongside her, he featured in quite a few episodes of Murder, She Wrote as well. She okay. got him involved. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she's she's supremely talented. The age thing of, of Jessica Fletcher is funny because uh, I think she was 58 or 59 for That's the first right, season, yeah. which is the same age as, like, Elizabeth Hurley is now or, like, Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's, 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 it's interesting that I think... Um, I think st- I think stuff has changed a lot, but the idea that like she seemed to me like the oldest woman alive. Oh yeah. <laughs> when yeah. she yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I, I think uh, she's she has had that like cute and cozy look even in bed thoughts of broomsticks. Yeah. It was was she was she the romantic lead on that? It's kind of hard to. I think insofar as uh, kind of Disney movies have romantic leads, she she was that the. I thought the nudity in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks was always tasteful and always served the plot. <laughs> I. 
personally thought it was a little a little, a little gauche. gauche. <laughs> a little bit tawdry. I yeah, a little bit, you know. I mean it's, it's got knob in the title on you. I mean, <laughs> oh no, I hope there's not a dirty version of bed knobs and broomsticks, but there probably is. The only thing because I the other thing about... is sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's all bad. I just remember the kid and it going, "What's all this got to do with my knob then?" And I was like, "That's, <laughs> that's just a phenomenal line to be able to say." <laughs> um, he's he's not here, but I know Hugh Hugh would definitely want us to mention the Manchurian Candidate. Um, Absolutely, sounds like Hugh. She's died. Uh, which I guess is I guess what is that a fifties nineteen fifties film nineteen sixties. And uh, she's amazing in it. It's uh, Angela Lansbury and Frank Sinatra, actually. And she's incredible. So if anyone hasn't seen it, get on. I think it was remade with maybe, don't know who was in it, but it's very, very good. And then, of course, in, in, in her much later career, she was the voice of, what Mrs. was the character's Potts. name? Mrs. Potts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have any of yeah. you heard the wonderful version <clears throat> of the Beauty and the Beast title song, but just with the words tail as old as time. <laughs> it's incredible. No. Tail as old as time. 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 And it's just so good. And even right up to the bit where Angela Lansbury says, off to bed, chip, off to bed. She goes, tail as old as time. Tail as old as time. <laughs> It's just incredible. You're, you're, that, that, that went quite a bit, quite East End gangster, actually. It really did, good. yeah. Little Cray twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Tyler's oldest child. <laughs> Will, what's your experience of Murder, She Wrote? I watched one episode. Oh, I agree with it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's racist and sexist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what you think? Yeah, yeah. No. That's spot on. That's perfect impression yeah. on you. That is, uh... Thank you. It's <laughs> actually one of the things I was most excited for in this episode was hearing Anya's impressions firsthand it's oh yeah it's horrible I'm sorry. no no quite <laughs> so, the opposite it's it's like going to see McKellen on stage it's like, <laughs> 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 do you know I, I went to see McKellen on stage uh when I was visiting family in Dublin in March and yeah. when hopefully the day doesn't come for a very long time but when he goes it'll be a real thrill to be able to say to people I saw him on the stage yeah, people would be yeah. like oh was he did you see his leer did you see his hamlet no i saw him in mother goose <laughs> playing mother goose i saw ian mckellen do a strip tease routine in a children's show it was quite something i saw ian mckellen in a jerry halliwell union jack dress on the dublin stage i feel well. like i'm dreaming it, it, it yeah. did feel it did feel yeah. like like a fever dream, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it's it's very much like the experience of hearing Anya's impressions firsthand. It's uh, yeah. What you don't get when you're listening to them as well is you don't get the bulge in Anya's eyes when as she's forcing <laughs> the impression through. That's the bit that really brings it to life. For I me, really birth you know? the impressions, don't I? It's not. You do. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't come you easily do. to me. It doesn't come you easily do. to me. No, no. It's... Murder she wrote. I have watched one episode of it last night and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Excellent. Which episode was it, Will? Night fears or night terrors. Uh, I love that. Again, not a pun. No, Just... <laughs> no. Am I? I may have mis misread it because it was in like a cool font. But she went oh, yeah. to work for a police university 
to teach stuff. And the police officers there were like, you're not going to last a day. I'm in the NYPD. You're bad at your job. Uh, and then uh, she solves solves the murder. But she be- immediately befriended so many people. She has a very easy way with people. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Murder, She Wrote fan? I, do you know what? I would say I, I pretty much it, it occupies the same space in my head that it does in Connors in that... In that you have a print on the wall, you have a pillow, and you're wearing the T-shirt. And that it's your everything. Yeah, it's... it's- <laughs> It's no, it's maybe it's maybe I'm not as I'm not as deep. I'm not, I haven't spent as so much. What you're on saying it. is, it occupies um, a different place, a different space <laughs> in my head. No, but 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 I I definitely loved all of those shows mm. growing up. Like that, you know, that sort of, I guess, mid '80s to mid '90s mm-hmm. kind of. We'll, we'll we'll maybe come back to how you. Create. I bet you loved uh, the Flying Doctors as well, did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, like, I think the thing is, is a lot of these shows, and as you say, Connor, they're, they're, there's an element of formula to mm-hmm. them, but that's not, that's no bad thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's very comfortable television. It also makes them very rewatchable yes. as well, because you can kind of dip it. They're very, it's very easy to remember, you know, to pick up an episode. Um, But when I think about kind of the, formula for these types of shows they've got a couple of things in common right so the first thing is the opening credits were always amazing okay so the opening credits firstly they always had a punchy uh, song which this has in spades i mean the murder she wrote it's the greatest theme song in television history it's amazing. I don't say that lightly. It's it's <laughs> sort of it's, it's happy. It's a little light, and then it kind of ends. It ends heavy, you know. It gets the, they get the brass mm. in, you know. So no, no crescendo there. But it also the opening credits were things that that most shows did at that time, and they're way better than credits in shows now, where basically you had you know clips of the main character, but then also very brief clips of things that were going to happen in that season. Mm-hmm. Like, not just that episode, that entire season. You yeah. know, little clips of them mm-hmm. running or whatever was going on. So it kind of was a taster of what's, what's to come. And that was in, you know, all of those shows. Like, Murder, She Wrote, The A-Team, Airwolf, all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Will, I, this was your first foray. Yeah, I've definitely seen it on the TV before. And I've definitely heard the title, which, let's be honest, guys, it's a bad title. Is it? Sorry, go, sorry, repeat that. A comma in a title is not helpful. Well, I was having a really nice time. Up oh, until I'm so now. sorry. Yeah. That's disappointing. <laughs> I uh, like the title. This is gotcha journalism at its crummiest <laughs> and ugliest. <laughs> tell us why I, the title's so ridiculous, of... Connor. Come and tell us. You bring this stupid show to our podcast. Tell us why the title's What's any this use, woke thank you? title? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am an editor, so I should kind of know why there's a comma in there. But I guess I just never questioned it until now. Because it's not murder she wrote, it's murder. Yeah, murder she wrote. She wrote, yeah. And, yeah. and look, they were good at coming up with the titles for individual episodes, so I kind of feel like they, they missed oh, on this one. there's no question. Uh, Connor, you got any more for us? I, I could drop in a couple. Yeah. Uh, there's one that I like that you can only really hear it in the voice of Troy McClure from The Simpsons. <laughs> see you in court, baby. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, th- because Angela Lansbury's mother was from Ireland, so Jessica Fletcher had some Irish roots, and there were a couple of episodes in Ireland, uh, mm. one called A Killing in Cork, and then the following season, Another Killing in Cork. <laughs> <laughs> 
do you think the usual guy was on leave? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, clearly placeholders. Like, okay, working title, another killing in court. And then, oh, shit, it went yeah. in the TV mag. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I watched some of that, one of them today. Oh, yeah. um, And I really enjoyed her saying, uh, Celtic objet d'art. <laughs> some, some Celtic some Celtic objects that she had found. But she also lived, um, Angela Lansbury lived in Ireland for much of her life. She did, um, yeah. It's a really yeah, interesting... Did, yeah, yeah, Michael, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah that, uh, that, that's it, pretty much. Oh, okay. No, I she, lived, <laughs> she lived in Cork. But do you, do you know why she moved to Ireland? No. Because people no. kept getting murdered there. So she had to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a mad story, and I really hope I didn't dream it. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to say it on a podcast now. But apparently, one of her kids was becoming quite influenced by, uh, by Charles Manson. And like Whoa. that kind of group. What? And Whoa. so uh, Angela Lansbury, to get her children away from that, scene and that influence moved the family to Ireland wow. that is amazing I really really hope I haven't made that up in my head but that is what I remember hearing but it's it's you know with people who've, who've had careers this long their references are so cool like you've said like there was a Nancy or there was a was there a Frank Sinatra reference a few minutes ago yes yes yeah, Manchurian camp. Yeah. yeah like when somebody has a career this long it's like oh my god uh, I'm not saying Charles Manson is a cool reference point to be clear. <laughs> I just mean the 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 you know the the I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It, it's it's when they overlap with, with, with people who seem like yeah. a, from a different era. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. I I only read a lot about it because I see one of this is not good comedy podcast father but I see one of his his cohort was released the other day. That's right. So she's I, like a I therapist did, a, now or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a good read about it because I didn't really know very much about the the crimes. Uh, but yeah, I don't really, I don't have anything. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I just. It's odd, to... isn't it? How the Manson family aren't a rich vein for comedy. Yeah, like, it's weird. It's really weird. Kind of yeah, look, think, I, yeah, sadistic, race-based Connor, serial murderers are always going I to be good for a laugh. I was specifically told to try every avenue and to see if it's fruitful. Okay, you take the ball and you run with it, and all of a sudden you're the worst in the world. I just, guys, I was just scanning something there, and I noticed another great title: "Keep the Home Fries Burning." Oh yeah, an episode about food poisoning. <laughs> There are another couple of, of episode titles that sound like they were written by Alan Partridge. Okay. There's one called Murder, Plain and Simple. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has another thing uh, in common with other shows that are here as well, which is that you get a, a, a well-known Hollywood face mm -hmm. who is moving towards the later stages of their, their career. So you've got Angela Lansbury, obviously, yeah. but then Diagnosis Murder had Dick Van Dyke, oh. right? Yeah. So, you know, very similar, sort of a contemporary, And he's I guess. still got it, I then, would like to add. Dick Van Dyke still has yeah. it and always will have it. He's the man. Oh, he's the man. The man. Um, and then, let's say the A-team had George Pippard, who That's was right. the male lead in Breakfast at yeah, Tiffany's, yeah. right? So, you know, there was a, there was a, definitely the studio system was... was, 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 was was stamping these shows out, and did they? Did those stars see it as a as a come down from their movie? 
you know, I, I think George Papard definitely did, which is crazy because there were also, as you say, there were like certainly in the US, there were like five channels. So you yeah. were one of five faces yeah. being yeah, seen yeah. by people that night, like so much more than now. Yeah, yeah. Will, how would you would you mind being reduced to a, a TV star? <laughs> but yeah, no. If, if if anyone wants to reduce me to, to be honest, to any any sort of work, well, you've you've been in Endeavor, of course. Yeah, but I was I was murdered in Endeavor. Oh, you were the, you were yeah. the murder victim. Okay, so you haven't watched my <laughs> my uh, career defining role as <laughs> Professor Patrick Stanton, where I had to play a maths professor, and so I sat on a bus and I was like, I should do some acting, and started writing maths things, and I was like. I can't just write bod mass over and over again. I should. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I got murdered, stabbed in the chest, and um, got my eyes gouged out. Oh, did you? Yeah, very good stuff. Oh. And what? What? Like, did they actually? Not they actually, actually gouge the eyes out. Your yeah, eyes. it's really hard. I I asked for that. But did though. you have a stunt double, or did you? No, like, how do they gouge out your eyes? They um, <laughs> they get a pig that looks a bit like you. And they just gouged <laughs> No, it all happened off screen. So they put prosthetics on my eyes where like I had crosses on my eyes. And so they, yeah. I had to lie down for like an hour whilst they painted on this stuff. And then it was a very disorientating experience. They like, I had my eyes closed for basically like two hours or an hour and a half. Uh, but oh, they were no. very good. And they were very like um, lovely and protective of me. They were like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> so I just got to walk around, eyes closed and lie down in a, in a graveyard. I was murdered in a graveyard. It's pretty cool. Did you have many lines in this? It's, it's, it's a question that doesn't sound offensive, but when I give the answer, it feels <laughs> uh, I think I had like eight lines. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's more. But what, did you not have something where you had one line that was something like, he's over there, Gov? What was that? <laughs> um, can you give me a couple more of the lines that you think? <laughs> oh, no, I thought I thought it was something that you did, but I always just find it like the idea that you have to do all this but get so dressed up and all the bits and bobs to just I mean they like... do it for you you don't like dress up at home like you're going out to a wedding or something <laughs> like they do do all that work you, you know what was the thing you were in where you were on a jury that was Paul Dark Paul Dark yeah I, think, I, I didn't I didn't just say he's over there Gus <laughs> <laughs> imagine no it's, it's... I had to give the verdict on a character I was the foreman of the jury and um... I must just say He's guilty, God. <laughs> no. Send him down. I, I have to say, we find him guilty, my lord. But they asked me to pause between we find him and the verdict. Oh, yeah. That's a comma. That's a comma of something you've famously struggled with. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Michael, I, mm. I'll tell you, they milked that comma. I didn't know commas had milk in it, but they, they found they found <laughs> it. Because um, it cuts, I say, we find him, and they cut to every single character in the oh, whole series brilliant. and then i say oh, okay. guilty my lord and actually the judge was like um the guy who was playing the judge when we we're on set i just had to say like two lines and then he was like i should probably say to him um you know have you reached a verdict and he could say yes my lord the guy got me like two or three extra yes my lords we have my lords nice oh, fair play, nice stuff yeah what a hero yeah well one of the things i uh, would have talked about had i chosen the muppets as my thing Oh. was yeah. that I was in a Muppet movie. I was what? a oh. background artist. Uh, what? So Tell us. Like, the yeah, last Muppet movie, not the, the Haunted Mansion one, the, the last theatrical release, Muppets Most Wanted, uh, yeah. featured the Muppets traveling around Europe on a, a tour. 
Um, it was the yeah, the film where Constantine took Kermit's place, and nobody noticed. Oh yes, that that Kermit yeah. was speaking with a Russian accent. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I was a, an extra for a Dublin audience, um, which was filmed in Amazing. London, and it was the scene where Constantine proposes to Miss Piggy, and we were told you stand up and applaud when this when she accepts, and in the film. If you're looking in the background, as I assume everyone is when this happens, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am the first person up on my feet and clapping. So if you pause it at just the right time, I am the star of that film. Yeah. And are you Muppet or human? <laughs> that, that's it's offensive. A, it's a close call. It's a, it's it's touch and go, but I'm mostly human. Although, mostly. when my hair's a bit longer, I do look a lot like uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present from <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol. That's a wonder. He's, I mean, I think he's. I have his wonderful. cheekbones. Come me in, sit you down. Like, who doesn't want to do he's that? He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great a guy. Catch. Great guy. I've never been on a TV show, but I will. I, I well, I think you've heard this. My wife has a character... Well, this is a great piece of trivia now. She has a character named after her on Home and Away. No! That's so cool! Yeah, she does, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Why? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she was in Australia about 10 or 12 years ago and um, was there with friends and I think met one of the screenwriters for Home and Away and uh, he said, I'll, I'll name a character after you and she'd never thought of it. Uh, never thought any more about it and then six months later yeah a character with her name she was killed up. in a car accident was she or maybe i can't put that in there was a motorbike accident uh but then then basically there was a whole extended family uh of of that character was sort of introduced uh the, the, the character so. died yes yes no. <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were being very casual about michael's loss there <laughs> okay Oh, I'm so relieved. He, he, picked yeah. himself, he picked himself right back up there. Look at him. Yeah. And your wife, she yeah. died in a motorbike yeah. accident. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 A piece of trivia. A piece of trivia about me. Yeah. Connor, do you remember first ever watching Murder, She Wrote? Do you remember the first time you saw it? Or is it just something that's always sort of been in your life? Hey, do you know, I, I don't necessarily have like a, a memory of... I know I've always watched those kind of shows. There wasn't like a moment. It was just... There wasn't a kind of, yeah, like freeze everything here in Hades Pyre Ballad moment. Um, <laughs> I wish there had been. I wish I had a, a sexier answer for that question. But no, J.B. Fletcher is, is just someone who increasingly over the years has become a part of my life. Michael did point out to me earlier in the week, she does have fantastic fashion sense. Unbelievable. I think she looks... Like an air legacy. Yeah, death. I am. Um, the show I watched, the, the the episode I watched the other night, she was wearing. Oh yeah, which episode was it? A very. It was. Oh, I can't remember the title of it. It was about they were at a a very rich person's house. There was like a it was a dinner party and the 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 butler was was killed. Uh, I mean, this could be the classic murder. I mean. Yeah, it could. It sounds it like a be. classic murder. It could be, yeah. Or murder, yeah, yeah. plain and simple. Murder, plain and simple. Yeah. And simple. Well, yeah. She was wearing a, a, it had a tight neck to it, but it was a very loose-fitting, pure gold blouse. Oh, of course. And then, and then over it, she was wearing this kind of, like a black sash kind of dress. And the overall effect was that she looked like a genie. 
She, looked, <laughs> you know, it was it was amazing. Doesn't she she dressed like episode. Elton John on tour. Yeah, yeah, she does. Like they could does, share yeah. a wardrobe. Yeah. That's the duet yeah. I didn't yeah. know I needed. Yeah. Why is he wasting yeah. time yeah. with Dua Lipa and all the rest of them? Do an album with Angela Lansbury before it's too late, Elton. I don't know if he listens to your podcast. He might not get that message. But... <laughs> Please, Elton. Um, the other thing that I love about the show is that it makes great use of stock characters. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's it's that classic thing where there are in every episode there are you know maximum maybe four recurring characters who mm-hmm. kind of come up mm-hmm. and then and then everyone else you meet is new. Like, which I guess is kind of the appeal of the show because it's kind of always a new place, new yeah, people, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I don't know. Do you guys have any sort of favorite stock characters that tend to show up in this type of show? My my the one that springs to mind for me is. The, the, the well-meaning but overworked cop who doesn't have time for all your fancy theories, you know? The guy who just wants to book it, just wants to move on. He's like, it's obviously this guy, you know? Listen, so, honey, I yeah, respect yeah, the work yeah. you're doing. I like you, but I've got a yeah, job to do. Yeah. i got a desk to run. i got a precinct to manage. got a lot of pretty little theories. <laughs> Imagine you were trying to do your job at Angela yeah. Lansbury. Yeah, dressed just... in gold. <laughs> Just sort of was sticking Waps her in. into the room. A very confident yeah. author just strolling around your crime scene, not worrying about DNA, yeah. just saying, yeah. I'm sorry, detective, but you're wrong. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, she was yeah. always yeah. right. The detective was always wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did she ever not solve a case? Or are we 264 or 264? I, I don't believe so. I, I think she got it every single time. Yeah. I don't know if it's so much a, a sort of stock character, but one thing that I've learned from watching a lot of Murder, She Wrote, uh, it, it's sort of a little tip on knowing who the murderer isn't. Mm. And yeah. the murderer isn't the person who is heard saying to the victim the night before, if I ever see you again, I'll kill you. (laughs) If you threaten to murder someone on that show, you are not a murderer. You are. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good alibi. Yeah. Where were you in the night of the murder? Well, I was threatening to kill the person It's a challenging one to say to police. I couldn't have done it because I audibly threatened to kill him the night before. <laughs> well, it can't have been you then. And that would have ruined the surprise. You know, it always strikes me about these um like murder-based murder mysteries is people who see murder as a viable like means of getting out of whatever awkward situation they're in. You know, this isn't yeah. a world where say divorce or moving house or maybe just doing yeah. some therapy might <laughs> save you a lot of trouble. It's yeah. like, no, we'll just bump off the butler or the maths teacher or the 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 chef yeah, you, you leave no loose ends you know you gotta tie it all but up isn't that like it's it's uh you know what i'm saying is i just don't think i would i would murder which i i guess is yes, good. Um, well i mean isn't that the opposite of saying i'm gonna kill you isn't that aren't you the murderer? <laughs> i think you've put yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. right in the firing line there on you you're gonna be suspect number one yeah, yeah you'll be the lead in the episode the lady doth protest too much <laughs> <laughs> aren't they like she never is like yeah jessica solves a murder down a mine or jessica oh she has like she has like 18 to 45 nieces and nephews or cousins (laughs) like there's always some tenuous link like oh i'm visiting my sister's dermatologist in maine this weekend (laughs) 
and then the dermatologist gets murdered or her publisher is always just sending her places. I was watching one today where uh, it, she was at like a high-end jeweler's because she was writing a book with a jeweler. Diamonds are character. for murder. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was just like, her reasons for ending up in places are so tenuous. It's brilliant. She has no business being in the places that she is. And then she just hangs around. Like The other thing about J.B. Fletcher that I really don't get, I sort of on a human level get, you see a murder and that's shocking. But after 246 yeah. episodes, <laughs> stop being surprised. In my life, <laughs> I'm going to put a number on it. I'm going to say I am closely involved in four murders. <laughs> From that point, I believe everyone I encounter is going to die. In awful <laughs> yeah, circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Your antennae would be yeah. off, certainly. And yeah. so I just yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. go anywhere. You know, if after four murders, yeah. someone told me, oh, you've got an all-access pass to Paris Fashion Week, I'd be like, no, all the models will be killed. Are you crazy? Whereas she's like, tickets to Paris, awesome, let's go. But it's nice that she's so she's not she's not hardened or grizzled by oh, whereas that's the, so sca true. the Scandi Noir is always like a you know, a, a detective with a with a drug problem and a and a cigarette sort of as a paid <laughs> yeah. actor in the side of her mouth yeah. who's just yeah. totally and he's lost everything. <laughs> whereas she just bounces from trip to trip. There's a really yeah. you know, like there's a terrific uh I it's a series of books by Joe Spain. It's Irish crime. I think it's uh Tom Reynolds is the the detective character and i really love that series of books um they're all yeah irish crimes one the first one's amazing it's set in a a magdalene laundry um it's wonderful um but only because the nun gets <laughs> killed yeah, um, the laundry isn't wonderful let's be clear uh, yeah, no, yeah. terrible if you take away one Average thing from this episode is that i'm very pro magdalene <laughs> laundry um <laughs> No, it's really satisfying in that book. Yeah, some of the nuns who worked in the Magdalene Laundry start getting offed. Brilliant. Love it. Dark as shit, but I love it. But what's great about the detective character in that is that he isn't like, you know, a troubled alcoholic or an insomniac or anything. He has a really happy home life. And it's just so refreshing. He's like, oh, I'm going home to my beautiful wife and my lovely daughter. And then I'll go out tomorrow and find out who's been killing all these nuns. And it's just really refreshing. Because nice. usually those scenes end with him being like, hello, darling. And then he goes into the shed and he like shoots up. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, logging yeah. into the online gambling website or like a bookie. Is There's always <laughs> yeah. some horrible twist to the tail. Yeah. Connor, how do you think you would fare at solving a murder in, in, oh. in a cosy, cutesy setting? Like you're at a book fair or at a, a cider tasting in New England <laughs> and there's a murder. How do you think I'd you do? I'd be yeah. so bad. Oh my God, I'd be so bad. I love, um, like, I mean, I'm, cider. I write as a cider. You know, <laughs> I write as well. And I, I'm, I'm studying a master's at the moment in, in comedy writing. And I'm learning a lot about structure yeah. and plot and all that kind of thing. Cause I'm fucking hopeless at that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm so passive when I'm watching murder mysteries that like, I just love going along for the ride. <laughs> 
I am yeah. not analytical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not being yeah. like, hmm, interesting. She said this earlier. Like, if it's really obvious, sometimes Murder, She Wrote does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Like, if it's backstage yeah. in a theater production and there's a prop gun and suddenly before the actor goes on stage, <laughs> it'll really zoom in on the gun. Like, yeah. I'm smart enough to pick up on that and think, there might be something about this gun that I need to be aware of. <laughs> But th- that's just your brain being efficient. Like, there's no your brain is like, I'm not gonna try to work this out. They're gonna tell us in like Leave 30 it to minutes. Angela, like, just you know? enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. you'd be better as you know one of the nieces or nephews, like just in the audience. I, I think realistically, nice my role would probably be the murdered person. Um, yeah. I think that suits my <laughs> yeah. vibe a lot more. Victim. Yeah. 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 You're very easy to fall in love with quickly, and then we <laughs> we mourn you. Oh, I would love but that. But ultimately, forget. <laughs> Will, how do you think you do solving a, solving a murder? I think I'd probably have done the murder and forgotten about it and be trying to solve <laughs> okay. it and putting together a load of clues that weren't there. I don't think I'd do yeah. very well on you. I'm not very good with, with patterns or schedules or logic. I'm good with saying words yeah. that sound a bit like other words and I failed at that today, so... <laughs> Michael, would you... Uh... I I think I'm probably just another one of those stock characters. I'm the, like dastardly businessman who thinks he's smarter than everyone that guy yes. you know like that seems to be one in every episode you know and he's usually the prime suspect right he's because you because you hate him you know um but uh it's it's never him you know he always gets away yeah <laughs> always find some other patsy <laughs> what about you Anya? <laughs> oh i'd be terrible obviously they used to have crossover episodes so murder she wrote had it was a, yeah it was magnum a, what, was mm. Magna Piana, where what was yeah. it? I think the first the first hour of the episode was a Murder She Wrote yep. episode, and then the second hour was Magna Piana. Yeah, like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, How I believe do that anymore. That's I incredible. Think JB, I think Jessica Fletcher got arrested in that episode, and Magnum had to get her off, or vice versa. I can't remember which. Get her off the charge, or was it a sexy episode? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word! That is. I don't know. Do I want to see that sex tape? I'm not saying no. Tom Selleck and Angela Lansbury. You didn't say no quickly enough. No, no. Yeah, yeah. No. There we go. That's how I get myself cancelled. The comedian says he wants to see Tom Selleck. Angela Lansbury sex tape. That's that's surely enough to get you cancelled. <laughs> but they do still, Michael. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine did a crossover with New Girl. I yes. Think. So I think there really? are, there okay. are still okay. occasional uh, okay. crossovers. I think happening. But I agree, they don't okay. happen enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's delightful. I'd like to see like, I don't know, Game of Thrones and The Sopranos. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> like in, you know, there's just some some battle and and, and Tony comes rolling in and his Escalade or whatever he's got. <laughs> popping caps uh, so I, 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 uh, uh, Connor, I started watching The Sopranos for the first time recently I don't know if you're oh, a fan but it. I've done nothing but send incredibly out of date memes to people <laughs> so like I've been like Michael Michael look, listen look at this impression of Tony Soprano uh, but it's it's all it's all I think I'm on season 6 it's all I can think about it consumes oh, my and Michael I don't even know why you've been here during this I'd have called in oh, sick I know. and just watched Sopranos I know because Michael said to me by the end you'll know Tony Soprano better than anyone in your life and you're so right yeah yeah. Yeah. I feel like I can wear him yeah. as skin and just be him now. <laughs> and all I want to do is, I got cannelloni for dinner tonight because that's all I can think about is like various, mm. like cold cuts, some gabagool. Some gabagool. All yeah. I can think about is like big trays of like dubious Italian food, like yeah. not like Italian American food, I think yeah. I mean, you know, Tony, oh, this, this CD is ready. 
Tony. It's like Tony. That's all oh, I can my think God. of. Edie yeah. Falco. Oh, Holy shit, Edie Falco <laughs> should have a murder mystery series. Edie Falco was a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Edie Falco, leave yeah, some yeah, for yeah. the rest of yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talented yeah. son of a gun. Yeah. Outrageous. Well, maybe maybe we're getting into final judgments here, are we? I mean, Tony, is, is it? Maybe we're getting into a... final judgments. That's <laughs> sorry. You shouldn't be so judgmental, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, this is very good, Doctor Why why do we have to have final judgments on every episode? <laughs> oh my God, that's it's it's that's. It's stunning. Connor, before we before we move to finally judge whether Murder She Wrote is a legitimate like or not, do you have any anything else that you want to share about the show or any any little tidbits you have? Just I I know you've you know you've looked at stuff in advance. I can see you glancing over at a, uh, yeah, a list of Yeah, I've got my little document. Let me just see if if there's anything I've left out. No, I think. Oh well, I mean, the only the only other thing that I wrote down, just in case it came up. And it's a bit of a downer to end on, but I've started the sentence now, so I have to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we we lost Angela Lansbury last mm. year. Uh, very, very upsetting. And I was, uh, uh, at the time, I was at the Harlem Globetrotters. I was watching the Harlem Globetrotters Sorry. live. Sorry, so funny. <laughs> Sorry. And, oh, they're t- they're, I heard it at halftime. And I was getting so many messages from people being like, oh, dude, hope you're okay. Really sad. And I just find the the tomfoolery from the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> distasteful, to say the least, <laughs> in that second half of that game. They wanted to monkey around and play silly games of basketball. And I was like, she is not even cold yet. <laughs> I was very angry at the Harlem Globetrotters that night. But you know, every time I hear about the Harlem Globetrotters, I I, I think they're a band. Oh but, yeah. Yeah, but they're 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 a comic basketball team. They are. Right? They they don't take yeah. the game yeah. particularly seriously. <laughs> Michael Jordan wouldn't enjoy playing no. with them. But don't they sound like the kind of band who'd like sing the Wire theme song or something? Like this season, it's the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know who I feel really sorry for in the whole Harlem Globetrotter scene is that they say, they play the same team every time, the Washington Generals. And they are yeah. such a boring bunch of bastards. They have no charisma <laughs> and they just have to get rolled over in every like who I would love to see the Washington Generals actually beat the Globetrotters some night. All the kids would go home crying. It would be dramatically much more satisfying. But yeah, maybe I'm still angry at the Globetrotters. Yeah, I don't maybe know. You are. Yeah, that's it's that's still terrible. too raw. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Melfi, you want to bring us home? That's, that's, that's Michael, not bring us home. Bring God, us, Doctor Melfi. Thank you for sharing with us, Connor. That's very important. <laughs> so, uh, how we finish things off are uh, we we sit in well, no, you you and and Will will sit in judgment of whether Murder She Wrote is legitimate. Like, I feel it's insane that Will has any stake in this, given you've seen one episode. But anyway, that's the rules. This is the prison we've. It's insane for that the man who's sitting in a room framed by pictures of Ansel Lansbury is only saying this. Like, that's, that's what's insane. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Like, how like, shocking I... would it be if I said I don't think it's legitimate? <laughs> Um, Look, I've fallen into the trap classically of, uh, of you know, I just really, really like Connor. And <laughs> if he spoke about anything, if he spoke about sushi, I'd be like, I guess raw fish is delicious, you know, um, which is not. It's disgusting. But I watched one episode. I really enjoyed it. I can I really get the, the coziness. 
I, I want to watch it. And I think me wanting to watch it now, I feel like it's a, a genre of yesteryear and uh, it's a legitimate like from me. So, I, but, but Connor, what do you think? Is it legitimate like? Why? Why is it legitimate for people to like it? Oh my goodness. I think. Or if it's not, that's okay too. Ooh, imagine. Um, no, it, I think it's very legitimate. I think uh, it, it's so camp. It's fun. It's as as Michael was saying earlier, it's kind of, you know, exactly what you're getting with an episode of Murder, she wrote. It's familiar. It's accessible. As Anya was saying, you know, the whole family can watch it together. It's just good, fun, clever storytelling, hammy acting. It just has a bit of everything. It's it's always good for a giggle. It's aged like a fine wine, uh, where where some <laughs> shows age really horribly or they're just dated and rubbish. Like you turn it on now and you're just like, oh my god, look at that hairstyle, wonderful. Mm, mm. Oh my god, look at yeah. Brian Cranston's shorts. I want to watch this episode for the next forty eight <laughs> minutes. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very legitimate in my view. Great, that's it. It's official. It's a legitimate like it gets to remain. It's it gets the double L, yep. which is actually a, a W, yep. I suppose. Onya and Michael, what would you have said? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I I enjoyed it. You know, when it kind of used to be on television more regularly, and watched a couple of episodes in the last couple of weeks. Lovely little trip down memory lane. I have a newfound appreciation. For I'm it. For, I'm all for any any cozy TV. So like, I would characterize it as like mm. along the lines of the Gilmore Girls. You know, I don't want to live in a world mm. that doesn't have those outlets. Like, why does it? I mean, mm. yeah, The Sopranos. I've enjoyed it, but I'm ready for a palate cleanser. You know. Oh, and Murder, She Wrote can yeah. absolutely be that. And the wonderful thing is there's not much you really need to know to, you know, from episode to episode. So you could just go through and find some great titles like, for example, oh, yes, <laughs> Corned Beef and Carnage. <laughs> just, why wouldn't you start with that episode and then just work your way through the next funniest title? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. <laughs> Connor, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. You've been oh, there's a, yeah. there is a list and you are you are maybe top of the list. Oh, that yeah. that is very kind. I have been the most awkward as arse guest to book. You have asked me so many times <laughs> and it must have seemed like I really didn't want to do it when I've been so keen to do it for so long. You just made and, us want it more, baby. And I'm not a busy man. That's the mystery. <laughs> Every time you contact me it's like why is he chosen like one of the four nights in the year where I have something on? It might have something to do with the fact that I text you two days before the episode oh, well, that, is going to be That's a recorded. part of it, yeah. We're recording in 15 minutes. Are you ready? Uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> we're trying to get better. We're trying to, we're trying to, you know. Well, this, this was great. This worked out a treat when you basically said to me, here are a number of dates and they're weeks away. And, and, that, I was and then he thrilled. just watched you squirm. Let's see the bastard get out of this one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Connor, if people like the cut cut of your jib, which they absolutely will, and they want you to, you know, perform their wedding, where can they find you? That's a very good question. I'm thrilled you asked it. Thank you. Uh, It's an odd one because, like, I'm sure a lot of people promote their own podcasts and stuff. And I used to podcast more, but I've, I've sort of become a bit lazy. I would say, like, check out my stand up and stuff, but I haven't done that in a while because. Again, I'm lazy. But as a wedding celebrant, I'm not lazy. I will work tirelessly 
for you and the love of your life to deliver the most special day. Oh, I should not have started by saying I'm lazy, but um, but yes, I am. A, I'm a humanist wedding celebrant. I've been to a wedding with you, and you were not lazy. You were doing a lot of a lot of work at that wedding. Thank you. I was. Oh my God, it was in Corfu. I was sweating. You're gr- look, a lot. you're a great speaker. You're you're a very good writer. You're a, you're a beautiful soul. Oh, I that's think very people kind. should hire you. Laziness aside, it doesn't <laughs> it's very, very kind. No, when someone asks you to do their wedding, it is an enormous honor. And t- t- I would never be lazy with that because it would just <laughs> imagine the levels of selfishness. <laughs> like, my God, can you imagine someone saying, would you please perform our wedding ceremony? And me being like, yeah, OK. <laughs> it's such an honor and it's so lovely um so yes if you're getting married and you want a non-religious uh wedding ceremony humanist weddings are are lovely they're so so meaningful they're all written from scratch um oh they're just yeah really got my wife and i had a, a humanist wedding in 2019 and that was what made me want to become a, a celebrant um Aww. because it was just such a gorgeous day and such a gorgeous event um, so yes, uh, if you want more information about that, you can uh, look up uh, Connor McReynolds Celebrant.com and all the information is on there. Um, I have a little video where I I give you sort of five reasons why I think you should work with me, but I'm quite balanced and I also offer five reasons why I think you should choose someone else because I just think <laughs> that's only fair. Yeah. Um, I should give you my strengths and my weaknesses. So yeah, 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 check that out, and then you can make a balanced decision about who you want mm-hmm. uh, on your special day. Mm, that sounds uncharacteristically unlazy of you. Mm. <laughs> mm. Sounds pretty diligent and thoughtful. Suspicious. Uh, Connor, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure and a long time coming. Uh, thank you so much, guys. It's been so much fun. Uh, for the listener, if this is your first time, then go back and listen to more of them. Demand that Connor comes back because that's what we're, we'll all be doing. Uh, we ha- we have to pitch it to Michael. Michael is the uh, the suit behind it all. <laughs> Onya, Michael, thanks for producing uh, as always. This has been a very productive session, <laughs> William. I like to think of this podcast as childbirth, Anthony. Well, great. I mean, I really like a having two therapists and b them calling me by different names. It's. Uh, <laughs> It's a really helpful, <laughs> helpful thing. If you like the podcast, please rate it five stars, share it with a friend, and go on all the apps you have and rate it five stars in different apps. Just go wild with the stars. Uh, this is Legitimate <laughs> Likes. Podcast, we recorded. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You know, like Murder, Murder She Wrote, podcast I we did, recorded. I didn't. Got it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.